Welcome to Talking NASCAR with Burning Big Tape, America's favorite NASCAR podcast by NASCAR fans for NASCAR fans. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, race fans. Welcome back to episode number eight of Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tay. I'm Burn. And I'm your boy, Big Tay. That he is, the man, the myth, the legend. And we got a jam-packed episode for you all today. We're going to be talking a little bit about the Kansas and Darlington races, looking ahead at uh, at some very interesting tracks coming up there, Big Tay. What do you think? Absolutely. We've got the, one of the new additions to the schedule coming up in a couple weeks in uh, the Circuit of the Americas, the road course. Uh, and we're also going to recap uh, the throwback weekend at Darlington, which was a lot of fun. Lots of cool, really cool cars that hit the track this weekend in both the Cup and Xfinity races. So we'll definitely talk about that. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think this will be a good good show. That's right, and don't forget, uh, we got the Bet and What Burns segment and America's favorite NASCAR segment, Big Tay's Crazy NASCAR Fact. So with that, Big Tay, why don't you let everyone know how to get a hold of us? Oh, that's easy. You can hit us up on our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter at NASCAR Talking. And while you're at it, check out our Instagram page at NASCAR Talking NASCAR. That's right. It's very simple to get a hold of us. Reach out, connect to us. We always appreciate the feedback and and talking NASCAR with actual NASCAR fans. It's fun. Got a nice little community going on there. What do you think about that, Big Tay? Heck yeah. Sounds good, man. That's that's what it's all about. Heck yeah. And with that, now I've promised for several episodes now to read five-star reviews. And once you know it, Big Tay... The pit crew came through. They left some five-star reviews, and I'm going to read them. What do you think? Oh, let's hear it. I can't wait. All right. Uh, The first five-star review that I'm going to read comes courtesy of TinyTayo9, and he says, Great pod with great contact, but still waiting for a guest appearance. And a little bit about that there, Mr. TinyTayo9. Wonder who they wonder who that tiny Tao nine guy I is. I know. Well, first of all, <laughs> we very much appreciate the five star review. With the guest appearance part of it, breaking news, Big Tay. That's one of the prizes that you get with our contest. And this this is a a, a priceless uh, prize that we, you know, no no value can be put on this prize. By the way, absolutely. And possibly some signed merch from Big Tay and myself, also priceless. Oh, that's collector's items. You kidding me? It's, that's ooh. right. So <laughs> that's one of the advantages of playing in our contest, our weekly fantasy contest, which you will hear more about later, is that one of the prizes is a guest appearance on our show. So make sure you're getting those picks in every week. Our second five-star review comes courtesy of... Sizon Dynasty, and he writes, or I assume it's a he, the existence of this podcast is a heck yeahable offense. And to that, I say, heck yeah. Heck yeah. And again, if you don't mind leaving us a five-star review, you will hear them on air and uh, get a shout-out. So please do that for us. And with that, Big Tay, we got a jam-packed episode. What do you say we drop that green flag? Let's do it. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing. All right, and we are off. First things first, Big Tay, how'd that Bushy McBush race 400 end up? Uh, I I should have known better than to not have bet on a Bush, one of the Bush brothers to at least do well in the Bushy McBush race 400, for crying out loud. Right? Oh, man. (laughs) That's exactly right. Luckily, I, I did. But we'll get into that with betting with Burn. Well, yeah, we'll we'll recap we'll recap that for sure. The Kansas race really brought back some memories to me of of a lot of the Chicagoland races uh, of recent. Well, they're memory. very similar tracks to begin with. So exactly, ab- absolutely, they're very similar tracks. Opened or came into the circuit the same year. The the racing action really did remind me of that. It's more specifically, I'm talking about shades of the 2018 race at Chicagoland and the Kyle and Kyle show. 
which essentially is what what it came down to here towards towards the end of the race uh and and it was it was quite exciting the last uh what 30 40 laps or so yeah it got pretty intense there for a while i mean kyle larson mm-hmm. led a good chunk of that race and uh that and ended... this this track absolutely suited his style too absolutely and then at the end towards uh, uh the last restart he uh ended up crashing out with uh ryan blaney and ended up what 19th something something of yeah that yeah that that last man that last restart that was pretty crazy too uh you're right with the uh with the incident shall we say between larson and, and blaney and by the way heck of a save by blaney uh, it really was I thought it, yeah it was i thought i was gonna take out half the field <laughs> mm-hmm. kyle bush ends up winning the bushy mcbush race 400 and it just so happens to be kyle bush's birthday and if i am not mistaken they mentioned several times he he tends to win on his birthday and he had actually had a very good weekend where he also won the truck race too oh yeah had a great showing that weekend at uh kansas and uh hey big take hold on for a second hold on i'm throwing a yellow flag out oh put it out caution caution yellow's out yellow's out I'm throwing this yellow flag. I'm throwing this yellow flag out. I'm calling conspiracy. You cannot tell me that a guy with the last name of Bush, spelled B-U-S-C-H, racing in a race sponsored by Anheuser Busch, also spelled B-U-S-C-H, <laughs> racing in the race called the Bushy McBush race, also spelled B-U-S-C-H, and then it just so happens that he wins the race. I'm calling conspiracy. conspiracy. What do you think about that? You call it conspiracy. I just call it fate. Leave it. Well, leave it. First of all, leave it to the millennials, the millennial generation, to name the race Bushy McBush race. But with that being said, it, it had to be one of the Bush brothers to win it. So I, I think <laughs> it's more destiny than conspiracy. Well, you can go ahead and say that. I'm saying conspiracy the fix was in that sounds just like you burned to say something like that that's right i don't know but it's it's just funny how the way things worked out the way they did <laughs> any other thoughts on the kansas race there big tay uh like i said the the last 40 you know 40 laps or so really kind of made up for early earlier in the race there wasn't really too much going on but but when it came down to it the last uh couple segments there had pretty much everything that you wanted to see Close racing, uh, little, little little questionable cautions there, but uh, it was it was uh, it was it was a good race overall. I agree. I enjoyed it. the The last little bit there actually was very intense, and it was a, a nail biting situation, um, mm-hmm. especially with the restarts, and then Kyle Larson and Ryan Blaney getting into it, and especially because they were towards the front of the pack and easily could have taken out. Pretty much everybody. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed the Bushy McBush Race 400. I hope we see that name again back sometime. <laughs> I Let's hope you retire that be Bushy honest. McBush Race or whatever, <laughs> Mick, whatever. Uh, I, right, I, well, uh, yeah. Let's, let's move on. Let's yeah, move on. Yeah, we got to. All right. Darlington. The Darlington Throwback mix. weekend. Throwback, Throwback weekend. weekend. And there's... A little bit to unwrap with last weekend's Darlington race. Uh, first of all, the racing on the track. And what were your first impressions with the racing on the track there, Big Tay? Well, my my impressions, really, I, I thought it was it was overall pretty good. Uh, there were there were quite a few uh, hard impact crashes, too, which was kind of surprising, which you don't see terribly too often at a place like Darlington. Mm-hmm. But... But the, it's it it was it was exactly what I would come to expect from the Darlington race. Uh, you had the high high rate wear on the tires and the the, the uh, you know the fall off from from the race from the uh, from the grip on the tires and and you had close action and you had many cars with the famed Darlington stripe just just due to the all the factors that we mentioned before and and the riding the high line and getting up close to the wall so it was it was it was f- very fitting for for this race being a throwback race and and just being a classic nascar darlington race 
I agree with you, Big Tay. There was surprisingly a lot more action than I originally would have thought, especially at that track, like you said, at Darlington. But as far as the results on the track, it was all Martin Truex Jr. all the time. He won stage one, stage two, and also won the race. He won the race, yeah. It's. I think it's fitting on, on Throwback Weekend that we saw an old-school ass-whooping. <laughs> That's exactly what happened from, and those are Martin Truex's words exactly from the from the radio, and that's exactly what it was on the track. So, yeah. Any other notable finishes there at uh, the Darlington race, Big Day? Well, I gotta say, I was surprised that, uh, well, with the effort that Kyle Busch put forth uh, early on, he had the flat tire that pushed him back. I mean, he was, uh, he was what, I believe in the lead and then he had the cut a tire and, uh, you yeah, know, by was, the end of the day, it was early too. Yeah, it was real tire. early. And, and normally you would, uh, you know, something like that happens to a driver. You would, uh, been real easy to write him off, but, uh, no, he bounced back in, in great fashion there in old, dare we say old school Kyle Busch fashion. And, Rebounded to finish third in the race. I mean, this is back-to-back top podium finishes for Kyle Busch. And uh, you got to wonder, has he found the magic again? Has he Is he going to return to the Kyle Busch dominance that we saw several years ago? Is, as much as I, well, yeah, I'd like to see that. But it's only two races, so we'll... we'll, we'll... Pump the brakes a little sure, bit? Might, yeah, pump, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. But if 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 the M and M's team turns around from this, then great for him because Kyle Busch and that team deserves to be up up near the front, especially after the the season that they had last year. All right, and then with the throwback paint schemes, what are some of your favorite paint schemes from this past weekend? I know there were some in the Cup Series, there were some uh, in the Truck Series, and also some in the Xfinity Series. So what were there- some of your favorites there, Big Tay. Yeah, there were there were throwbacks all around uh, all weekend. Um, but first off, I, I I wanted to point out the the restored Nova that uh, Dale Jr. drove out around and paced the field before the Xfinity race. That was so cool seeing you know an old Dale Earnhardt Sr. Grand National car, which is now the Xfinity series. It was so cool and and fitting to see that. That car paced the field at Darlington. Uh, <laughs> if if you're a true Earnhardt fan like I I was, you were you were just you, no, you, you were are. smiling ear to ear. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you it was, still it was are a Dale Earnhardt fan. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And it was it was just really super cool to see. So, uh, just just wanted to mention that out there that that was probably one of the uh, yeah visually satisfying things that. From the from the throwback weekend that uh, that I saw, but getting I, back to uh, I, yeah, I agree. Ahead. I thought that was pretty neat myself. Yeah, but getting back to some of the some of my favorite paint schemes from the weekend, uh, Chase Elliott and the Hooters paint scheme that you was would, classic. You would you would like Hooters for the wings, right? They, for the get, wings, yeah, right? they have, they have great wings. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't <laughs> love Hooters wings? <laughs> But that was a great throwback to uh, Alan Kulwicki, uh 1992 Cup Series champion. Uh, there was also another uh, scheme thrown back to him with uh, Corey LaJoy uh, in the number seven car. And his car was pretty cool, too, in, in the fact that he brought the, you know, well, those, both those cars really, those were the same original sponsors that uh, Kulwicki had. And it's it's always it's always so cool to see that uh, that level of authenticity uh, among it i mean you see you saw some other cars that you know tried. they don't have they tried. yeah tried exactly they don't they didn't have you know for obvious reasons they couldn't get the uh original sponsors to these throwbacks but uh they look good but it's, it's just so it feels right seeing those on those cars you know what i mean i was a big fan of william byron's car i thought that looked pretty neat that was slick i i like that too i like the the, the valvoline Mm-hmm. Colors, yep, absolutely. What are some of, speaking of throwbacks, what are some throwbacks that you want to see now? Maybe in a, a featured in a, a future Darlington race. Ooh, ooh, now that's a good uh, man. There's because they've they've been a lot recently. Um, but you know what I've I would really like to see somehow some 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 team do. 
would be the uh, the 1996 Terry Labonte Kellogg's car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's just I don't know. Maybe maybe. Well, I I, I guess I should say I do know why. Is that the one with like Tony the Tiger on the? On the hood, I think. Well, the, he ran that for a couple races, but uh, the no, the the Kellogg's car had the Kellogg's rooster. It was like okay. yellow, green, and white, basically. Um, but it had it, it had the you know the Kellogg's rooster on the on the hood, and that was Terry Labonte's championship year. Um, and that that for some reason that just kind of sticks out to me because that's that was the year that I was really, as a kid, I think I was you know grade school. Uh, really, you know, got really into NASCAR and, and started logging uh, top tens and leaders of the races for for every week and had a logbook going on and and um, and that's one that we, you have we haven't seen really so I think that'd be really cool to see definitely would be cool and it's funny because how you brought up Terry Labonte I would like to see a Bobby Labonte car and that would be the Interstate Green. 18 car i think mm. that would be a pretty neat paint scheme to see come back that's a classic that's a classic look without a doubt when you think back to that time in nascar yeah you definitely think of bobby labani and that those colors uh there there was a a kind of bit of a th- touching on that there was a bit of a throwback i know in the xfinity i think it was uh i forget i think was it was it was it uh it was i think it was one of the the gibbs cars uh they had a throwback to uh, Dale Jarrett's Interstate Batteries car, which is, a little, I guess, a, a precursor to the Labani, uh, Labani scheme. But uh, yeah, no, I think that 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 would definitely be cool to see again on uh, uh, on on Darlington. Yeah, I uh, I I think that would be kind of a a neat thing. It it's always neat to see these different paint schemes mm-hmm. uh, on the cars. It's just something different. It kind of keeps the interesting factor up on on what's going on yeah yeah and yeah absolutely and you see you see a lot of the a lot of the skill that some of these uh, you know graphic designers have uh with with uh adapting um these paint schemes like uh and and my favorite of the weekend had to be uh justin allgaier's number seven uh uh good humor <laughs> uh race car and mm-hmm. that was a throwback to uh the to the 2001 or was it 2000 no i think it was 2000 yeah 2000 uh dale senior in the the taz car the tasmanian devil car that he ran at daytona it it, obviously they didn't put they couldn't put the warner brothers characters on there but they they did it up really really well uh with the with the good humor man and ice cream cone to look like uh kind of that the same uh framework as 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 uh as dale's dale senior's original car and uh, it was it was it was also cool to see that car win too. So another another great moment from the weekend. Any other paint schemes stick out that you want to touch base on? Yeah, definitely with the uh, I mean the uh, the junior motorsports team. I think they hit it out of the park with their throwbacks uh, this weekend. Not only I mentioned Justin Allgaier, but uh, Josh Berry and his uh, his throwback scheme to Dale Junior's uh, July uh, Daytona win. Uh, that was really well done as well. Uh, that looked cool. And I think those are probably the two, if I was going to buy more die casts and add them to my collection, I think that would be those, those two would be the top of the list after this weekend. I was going to just ask you, when are those two getting delivered to your house? <laughs> uh, there's shoot, man. They're still on pre-order. And, and if you, if we have any other die cast collectors out there, we know how long those pre-orders can take. So... Even if I were to put in an order for now, it wouldn't probably be until like six months at least till I see the oh, cars. Wow. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like I said, Dale, Jr., uh, the junior motorsports team, I think they they definitely nailed it out of the park with those two. Uh, they also had uh, with uh, uh, Michael Annette, they had the it was a throwback to Daryl Waltrip in the Gatorade uh, paint scheme, so that was cool seeing. But uh, it was just awesome seeing seeing all those those throwback colors on cars on modern day cars. It was cool. I agree. I, it was it was definitely cool. Cool to see. I also, I, you know, want to throw out there that they really, really want to. I'd allow them to throw the the old school Jeff Gordon DuPont Rainbow Warrior paint scheme. 
or even the Ricky Craven tied paint scheme out there. <laughs> I know, uh, I know, there was one car this last weekend that I think it was uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. had some of the, some of the the Ricky Craven tied throwback look to it, but I, I'm talking like full blown copy mm. paint yeah. scheme. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. And as much as I disliked Jeff Gordon back in the day, it would be cool to see the rainbow uh, rainbow colors uh, on the track again, too. I'd like to see that. Any other notes from last week's race that you want to touch base on? So one other stat I wanted to point out was with William Byron and his fourth place finish at Darlington. That gave him 10 straight top 10 finishes for the season. And that that is notable because that is the most by a Hendrick Motorsports driver since Jeff Gordon in 2007, who also appropriately drove the number 24 car. Uh-oh. I mean, that's a pretty interesting stat there, Big Tay. That's Big Tay crazy NASCAR fact stat worthy. It is, it is. but I'll also say I think it's also it's it's fate. But you got both guys driving the 24 cars, and the stat comes to light at Darlington, one of NASCAR's most historic tracks i like it. i'm a big believer in fate in nascar here apparently today so <laughs> let's keep That's it right. going <laughs> what else you got there big tay all right so i got i did see another stat and this one was on twitter so i can't take credit for it but uh this was this stat comes from pat decola and he is a uh he is a nascar digital editor but uh his his stat that he tweeted out uh is is uh well as follows let me read it out here so Kevin Harvick's 2020 average finish was 7.3, and his average finish of this year is 9.3. Denny Hamlin's 2020 average finish was 9.3, and his average finish this this year is 7.3. Now we of course have have spoken at length of of the dominance of uh, Harvick and Hamlin's uh, results last year, and last year they combined for 16 wins, and of course this year they have both combined for zero so far. I don't know what's the more amazing stat that you just read, the the fact that they haven't won yet this year, or the fact that they seem to at least as the numbers show not be having as bad of years as one would like assume from the naked eye from the results that you see every every week it just seems like oh last year they were dominant this year they're not but the numbers tell a different story exactly the only thing and that's I, missing the only thing that's missing are those wins ex- exactly and i think that's what makes uh that's what makes it so dramatic is is the drop off of those two compared to last year and those you know the the wins essentially because obviously of course the wins wins are what count the most you get more points but like i said looking at the numbers hey they're they're both averaging top tens uh and they're content they're in contention so they're there they're just not winning (laughs) yeah and uh you gotta think that that's gonna that's gonna change here pretty soon i think it will and you know hey there's still what just about half halfway of the uh, regular season left to go and if there's anybody that can do it it's those cut those two guys for sure well big tay let's get a rundown our fantasy competition for after these last two races who scored points and what are the standings all right well right before we get into that i gotta throw a caution flag on you this well two Uh-oh. weekends ago burn so I'm putting out a caution. Caution, caution, yellow's out, yellow's out. So my caution, I'm putting out on you for <laughs> the egregious error in in recording my pick for uh, for Kansas. Luckily for you, though, it didn't really impact, and unfortunately, it didn't really impact me, and I didn't get any points from it or lose any points from it. However you want to look at it, but. I did pick Joey Logano for Kansas, and you had me down as Hamlin on our Facebook page. And I also had William Byron picked, and you had me down for Bowman. Yeah, you're welcome. So you're lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess I can look at it that way, but I, I didn't, didn't, didn't score any points. But if I had, I for sure would have thrown the black flag at you there, Burn, for, for messing that up. I'm going to go ahead and blame some 
bushy McBush lights on that. Is that acceptable? I'll, I'll I'll give you I'll give you the I'll give you the pass on that. <laughs> <laughs> if if there's any if there's any time to use that excuse, it was for the Kansas right. race and the bushy McBush race four hundred. So. <laughs> All right, so getting back to our fantasy score and recap. So, at Kansas, at Kansas, we had we did have a couple points being scored. Burns scored one point with Brad Keselowski and his third place finish, right. and that was the only uh, point uh, points scored at Kansas. So, good job, Burn. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and recapping from Darlington, we had Tiny Tay, who is on a tear this <laughs> this part of the season. Uh, but he picked the correct winner at Darlington with a Truex, so he scored three points following the Darlington race. So here's our point standings. We have first place, Tiny Tay, with 18 points. Second place, KJ, still holding down at uh, with 11 points. And Byrne, after his one-point performance from Kansas at seven, uh, at seven points, sitting in third. Fourth place, we still have Eugene uh, with six points. And we've got myself sitting in fifth place with five points. Jesse and Ben are rounding out the basement there with Jesse at two points and Ben still sitting at zero. So we're getting towards the end of the first segment of our competition. Remember, we're breaking the breaking the season into three segments. Uh, the first half of the regular season, the second half of the regular season, and then the playoffs. The winner, the way we're doing this is there'll be a winner for the first half. We'll wipe the points clean. There'll be a winner for the second half. We'll wipe the points clean. There'll be a winner for the playoffs. We'll wipe the points clean. However, we will be keeping track of the season-long points, and there will be a grand champion with the season-long points as well because consistency is key. Absolutely. And I haven't found it. <laughs> Neither have I. I mean, <laughs> I'm uh, uh, tiny is running away with it right now, but uh, you know he'll 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 fall off. He'll fall off. Let's 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 yeah. Let's hope that it's just uh, a little run for him here in the the first third of the season. We've still got two more, two more, two more uh, segments to go here. That's so. right. Plenty of time to bounce back. And plenty of time for other people out there to join. So don't forget to join That's in right. on the That's right. We're two weeks away from uh, a wipe. And the prizes for these these segments are just as good as the season long. So get in on it. Maybe use these next two weeks as practice. Practice. That's practice. right. <laughs> All right, Big Tay. Yeah, get in on fun. All right. Why don't we move ahead and talk about some NASCAR news that happened in the last couple of weeks since our last episode. Um, the first thing I'm going to talk want to talk about is the next generation of cars. NASCAR announced that they're going to be the next gen cars. What are your initial thoughts of their appearance? Well, number one, they just look cooler. They do. They look pretty. <laughs> not not. They look lie. badass. I'm not going to lie. They do. They do. And out of the three manufacturers. I got to say the Ford Mustang. I man, agree. That looks sweet. wholeheartedly that Mustang. That Mustang is awesome. It is awesome. And I'm I'm a GM guy. I'm I'm a hardcore Chevy guy. You but are. Man, that Mustang. Oh, oh, that looks sweet. You want to know what I wasn't impressed with and that was Toyota. What's that? In in the in the Camry. I mean, oh, come on, yeah. Toyota. Step your game up. Bring the Supra back. How awesome would that be if the Toyota Supra was out there? Uh, yeah, I mean we already yeah we already see it in the Xfinity series, and I think I'm with you. I th- and I I think they just missed the boat. They did, obviously. and I know what Toyota's <laughs> probably trying to do. They're trying to the the TRD the Toyota Racing Division. They're trying to you know up that notoriety yeah. um, package that they sell on their vehicles. But put the Supra out already. Come on. Exactly. I mean, you already have the Mustang. You already have the Camaro. And it it, it needs... It, you don't need a four-door passenger car <laughs> racing in, in NASCAR's top division. You know right. what I mean? On the flip side, I will say the Camrys look nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. Their, Especially their the, appearance looks looks good. But still, just yes, yeah. throw the Supra name on there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's... Uh, it would... It, it, it just makes sense. Now as we get beyond just the appearance of <laughs> the new next-gen cars, what are some of the specs that uh, 
about the new setup that's going to happen uh, that have jumped out to you there, Big Tay? Yeah, so these uh, the, the next-gen cars, they're, we mentioned that, that they number one, they look cooler, but uh, there's also a lot more improved aerodynamics on the and car. They've been testing these cars uh, for several years now. There was a, a little bit of a hiatus there because of COVID, but they've been... They've yep, been testing yep, these yep. on tracks for at least two years now. Yeah, I mean, uh, before COVID, you know, the original schedule was to for those to be out this year. But oh, and we didn't mention that these will debut in 2022. Yeah, yeah, these will be next year, which I think I take that as a good sign, and that in that they were able NASCAR and these teams are able to take their time and get things right with this car and i with that i think and i hope that this turns into what the car of tomorrow could never right, be that it was supposed <laughs> to be yes yes you know the the car of tomorrow infamous with their rear wings and front splitters in in theory was great but the execution just wasn't there on that if the looks and the features on the car, these next-gen cars, are any indication. I think that they are moving in that right direction. How many die-casts are you going to so, buy of these uh, next cars, <laughs> the first series? Oh, man. Well, if I, if I start winning some more with your better with burn tips, I might be able to buy some more. Of these. That's right. Stay <laughs> tuned because I got some doozies for you this week. But, yeah, these these cars, another, another interesting feature of the next-gen cars is they're going to the single lug nut. So you're not going to have the, what's, you know, what you would call the traditional five lug, five lug nuts holding on the wheel. There's going to be a more of the style that you see in Indy cars and the IMSA series with the, you know, the single lug nuts. And that's going to be in a, a bit of a learning curve for the team. It definitely but is. Overall, I'm, yeah. And one of the biggest but Overall, you know, it's not going to, it's going to impact it too much, but it's, it's going to be, it's going to take some getting One used of the to, biggest things is going sure. to be the change in a pit stop because I also read that they're doing a, a different kind of gas can. There's not going to be an over-the-wall gas can like there is in in today's NASCAR, that it's going to be more similar Ooh. to uh, F1. That That's going to be a big change for the pit crews and everything, a huge adjustment, especially you got the one lug nut. Yep. It's Are we going to see 10-second under 10 second four tire changes probably now well eh, we'll see i i you know I, I, if, if they were if they were to have more than two two tire changers definitely but uh I, you know uh, all this though i'll say that nascar is finally moving towards the future you know they, they've if you look at look at pit stops yes there have been advancement in technologies and and whatnot but this is this is this is a big shift for everybody all the teams right all the, everyone at the same involved, time so. at this it's exactly and i agree exactly. with you they're looking towards the future and i i think they actually did a really good job with uh with the next generation cars i i think so too i i'm i'm very much looking forward to seeing these cars on the track and seeing how they race well in other news superstar racing experience is uh, set to debut before too long here. And tell us a little bit about SRX. that uh, superstar <laughs> racing experience because, in my opinion, it looks badass. It does. And for those not in the know, so the superstar racing experience, or SRX, is a new, let's say, uh, uh, exhibition series, I, experimental right, series. I would say exhibition series. Right. And it was it was uh, partially formed uh, and founded by Ray Evernham, former crew chief of of Jeff Gordon back in the day. Jeff championship and Jeff Gordon, legend in the, in the NASCAR garage. So basically, what they're doing is taking a lot of legendary race car drivers, and it's not just we're, NASCAR we're not drivers just, either. Ex- exactly, we're not talking just NASCAR. They're they're open wheel guys mm-hmm. and Trans Am guys, road racers. And they're all putting them in spec cars, and they're putting them on short track races. Yes. Short tracks, and just turn them now, loose. Now, by spec cars, you mean every car is essentially the same, correct? Yeah, the, the cars are going to be prepared the same, so there's no, you know, there's not going to be the disadvantage of one, a, a terrible disadvantage of one team or another. Like you see in the cup cars, you see, you know, you have the... You have the Hendrick cars, and then you got the single car operations. Yeah, you know, no, they're all going to be prepared, you know, pretty close to the same, coming out of the same shop. 
So it's really going to come down to these drivers and their skill at these short tracks. Who are some of the names so, that are going to be racing Big Tay? We can't we can't keep the pit crew on edge <laughs> any longer. Hit them with some of the names I mean, because this is a these, pretty the, pretty awesome list of names participating. Yeah, this is a hell of a lineup of drivers. So right off the bat, you've got Tony the, Stewart. The most the, the most unsurprising name here of the group was Tony Stewart. When I heard <laughs> that they were starting this, I was like, well, Tony Stewart's going to be racing, and lo and behold, there he is. Of course. I mean, you got Tony Stewart not doing much. I mean, he's, what, retired? <laughs> or what, you you know, quote-unquote retired, and you, you give him a race car, he's going to jump mm-hmm. into it, right? But uh, other other NASCAR names, you've got Bobby Labonte, Bill Elliott, Michael Waltrip, legends in their own mm-hmm. right as well. But besides them, you've got open-wheel Legends like Tony Kanaan, Paul Tracy, Helio Castro Neves, Marco Andretti. Those are some names. They right really there. are. I mean, <laughs> I remember watching open wheel racing and Paul Tracy dominating. There's, there's. I'm gonna give we've, you. We've mentioned the. I'm gonna give you a prediction here, Big Tay. Let, let me. Hear I'm it. going me to hear predict it. the person to finish dead last in the Superstar Racing Experience points. The person to finish dead last will be, drum roll. Michael Waltrip. <laughs> and it's not even going to be close. <laughs> oh, hating on Mike. I mean, don't get me oh, wrong. I, I think he's a great broadcaster for what his stick is. But <laughs> as far as a racer, he won a couple. You know, I it's I it's hard to argue against that. <laughs> I mean, I'll take Bill Elliott at his age over Michael Waltrip any day of the week. Oh, how yeah? How about Bill Elliott driving behind, getting back behind the wheel? I know it, that, it's exciting good. to that's see guys cool. like. I mean, so, heck, yeah. his son just won the championship last year, and here he is starting out. You know, in this uh, superstar racing experience, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to see, without a doubt. So I'm def I'm definitely gonna check it out. I'm I'm even tempted to make the drive up to like Slinger up uh, up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. What other uh, 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 tracks are they gonna be racing on? Have they announced them yet? Yeah, they they have announced them. So some of the other tracks are are Knoxville Speedway, Nashville Fairgrounds. Okay. Uh, I mentioned Slinger, uh, Eldora mm. on dirt. Uh, Stafford Speedway, another legendary uh, short track out in uh, North Carolina, uh, and Lucas Oil Raceway uh, out in Indianapolis. Oh, nice. So, and yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken, they are all going to be on Saturday nights. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's uh, uh, we spoke about throwbacks earlier in the race, but uh, this series is is really throwing it back to uh, you know racing roots and and good old Saturday night shootouts. Heck so, yeah, and uh, yeah. Have they been picked up by any major like carrier as far as to where to watch it on TV? Yeah, I I I believe CBS Sports will be oh, carrying nice. that, the, some of these nice. races. So. So check your local listings, your local streaming providers on uh, uh, for CBS, and be sure to check it That's out. That's right, along with us. And I, I think this will be something else that we'll be talking That's about. That's right, uh, and once their, you know, let us know, um, and let us know if you want to hear more about the SRX and and have us cover it because we will more than love to do that for you heck yeah heck yeah well looking ahead to this week's nascar race they're gonna be racing at dover this year and last year it was a double header was it not big day yeah again due to the rescheduling because of covid uh dover last year ended up being a double header weekend which was interesting so um this year obviously uh, uh not the same protocols in place but uh we are going back to dover and uh the races last year were, uh, you know, they, that that was they're pretty interesting in their own right. So, um, should be a good another good race at, at Dover coming up. Yeah, I agree. It, Dover's a, a fun track, and uh, and it definitely definitely will be a good one. And I personally think that Dover is going to be a little bit overshadowed by the next track that we're going to talk about, and that is the Circuit of the Americas. It's a road course that i'm really looking forward to it's one that we've marked on our calendars and for sure one that we'll be checking out 
So yeah, that I I think uh, <laughs> once we get through Dover, after Dover, it's 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 going to be all eyes on on the uh, the new road course here out the, uh, near Austin. That's right. I would encourage everybody to before you make your picks for the Circuit of the Americas to Google what the actual course will look like. It is definitely worth that Google. It's a beautiful track too. I mean, it's it's world class. Uh, F1 races there, so you might not think that it translates to NASCAR and stock cars, but uh, I I for sure am, am looking forward to it. Well, Big Tay, are you ready to make your picks? I am. Let's get okay. into it. So let's start with the Dover race. Who is your first pick for the Dover race? All right, my first pick is a guy who has seen success in there last year and we had mentioned him earlier in the in the episode so my first pick for dover will be kevin harvick he won one of the races last year uh, in the doubleheader so i'm looking for him to bounce back and finally break through interesting choice i must say interesting choice uh my first pick will be the guy who's won three times this year already might as well make it four, and that's Martin Truex Jr. Dang, he's 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 my second pick too. Well, that's funny because if <laughs> uh, Martin Truex Jr. is your second pick, Kevin Harvick or is my second pick. <laughs> <laughs> so our first two picks are essentially the same. So let's just yeah, go to yeah, who well, is your we'll third <laughs> pick there, Big Tay? My third pick, and we've heard you say his name like a record because I'd hate to not pick him, but I'm going with Denny Hamlin as my third pick. All right, going Denny with your third pick. Mm-hmm. I'm going with a guy who uh, had a pretty good pretty good run there at Dover last year, and that would be good old Willie Byron. Willie B. That's right, okay. Willi- William Byron, my third pick. All right, so as we look to make our picks for the circuit, of America's. I'm just going to tell you how I my strategy for picking this race and I'll let Let's let's hear. I'll let, I want to uh, see I want to hear how how Burn came Okay. Though. My is uh very similar to the dirt track at Bristol. Um after my first initial pick, I just kind of was like, "All right, let's see what happens." And so, um because if it's a road course, you cannot not pick Chase Elliott. So Chase Elliott will be my first pick. <laughs> I would agree with that. And you know what? That is also my first pick with Chase Elliott. I mean, come on. It's it's a road course. He's Mr. Road Course the past year. So I got to go with Chase. My second pick is a guy who we've talked about and talked about and talked about. Big Tay just took him with his third pick last uh, last race for Dover. <laughs> and that's Denny Hamlin because he's going to win at some point And... Uh, and so I'm picking Denny Hamlin, my second pick. Uh, this is truly a case of great minds thinking alike, because that is my pick as well. <laughs> hey, you want to know what? He's, he's, I can't. It's going to be hard for me to screw up. It's going to be hard for me to screw up the picks these next two weeks <laughs> when I when I post them on, that's, on the that's true. page. That's true. Is that what you're you trying to do, Big Tay? You don't trust me to to make the correct picks, so you're just going to copy my picks. That's exactly <laughs> it. I'm so traumatized from you. From a week that I actually picked Joey Logano, it didn't. It, it wasn't published <laughs> on on our Facebook page. So, well, with my third pick, I'm going to pick Tyler Reddick. I think Tyler Reddick has a legitimate chance to uh, to be all right here in the in the circuit of the Americas race. So my third pick is Tyler Reddick. All right. So contrary to previous trends, I am not picking Tyler Reddick. But for my third pick, I will go somewhat, uh, yeah, somewhat uh, against uh, my 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 history. But I will go Joey Logano as my third pick. Uh oh, Big Tay's he finished second. Out the big guns now. Yeah, he's, how about he's that? Looking two, to make two out of three moves. weeks, I'm picking Joey Logano. He's, exactly. Not only <laughs> that, he's picking three A-list drivers two weeks in a row. He's trying to make some moves. Yeah, man, I gotta make some moves. Okay, I, I don't. Hey, you on know what? I don't hate it. Do not hate it at <laughs> all. You're still gonna lose. We'll see. We'll see. All right. But uh, hey, Logano had a great run at the Daytona Road Course. Finished second. So 
Let's see if he uh, continues. Yeah, that. that's a solid strategy. We'll see what happens. All right. Now it's time for everyone's second favorite segment, and that's the segment where you can all make fun of me for how much money I lose on a weekly basis, and that's Bet with Burn. So first off, I want to say that uh, the Bet with Burn hit in the Bushy McBush race 400 because Burn here saw the writing on the wall and put some money on Kyle Busch. While I may not have made my selection and my pick for our contest, when it comes to my money, I made that pick, and I walked away with some money. I'm on the plus side for the year. I'm about $15 up, which is pretty good for for where we're at in the season so far. So, And uh, a lot of that was actually to, due to Kyle Busch winning that race. So props to me for picking Kyle Busch. Did you uh, put any money on that Bushy McBush race 400 there, Big Day? I did not. Shame on me. It's all right. But I wouldn't have won anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And then with last week's race, I unfortunately wasn't able to make a pick. I was out of state in a state that does not allow gambling. And therefore, I couldn't make a pick. So we'll call last week a wash. And that's why you didn't see any, any post or anything like that because I was unable to do it. Did you uh, have any money on the race last week there, Big Tay? Unfortunately, I did not on this one okay. either. Uh, so I didn't I didn't win, but hey, I didn't lose. So that's a win to me. <laughs> so for this upcoming week's Dover race, I already have my bets in and submitted. So these names that I tell you that I'm betting on are already in there. Already the slip is in my hand. So... Uh, let me go over the odds, and this is the odds to win the race. The race favorite is Martin Truex Jr. at plus 350, followed by Kyle Larson at plus 450, Denny Hamlin at plus 600, Kevin Harvick at plus 750, Kyle Busch and Chase Elliott both at plus 800, Brad Keselowski at plus 1300, Joey Logano, Big Tay's boy, at plus 1600, <laughs> Alex Bowman at plus 1800, Ryan Blaney all the way down at plus 2,200, and Kurt Busch at plus 5,000. So I actually love the odds for this week. I am going to be putting quite a bit of money into into this race. Um, It's kind of hard. Make it rain. It's kind of hard not to (laughs) bet on the favorites. Martin Truex Jr., Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin. Um, and Kevin Harvick, for that matter. The majority of my money is going on Chase Elliott, on Joey Logano, and Kurt Busch with some of the favorites sprinkled in there. I just, uh, the the odds are uh, Kurt Busch at plus 5,000. Yeah, he's a good driver, and he could pull it out, so... That's who I'm actually going to be rooting for because I got quite a bit of money on Kurt Busch, and if he hits it, uh, there may not be an episode nine because I may be lounged up at a tiki bar in the Florida Keys somewhere. Checking out. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, let's, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if that happens then. <laughs> you uh, putting any uh, money out there, Big Tay? Ah, uh, man, I don't know. Uh if anyone, I might I might throw a buck or two on Truex. Kind of an out there pick for, for betting, but uh, this is a home track, so I think uh, you might give me, you might uh, have some extra motivation to win and, and maybe get me some money that way. And even though he has three wins, he's still not leading in the points this year, so there's that uh, incentive for him. That's true. But the more, more wins he has, the more points, uh, playoff points that he'll get, yep. so... <laughs> that's that's another way that he's kind of help setting himself up for uh for the playoffs. Well, now it's time for America's favorite NASCAR segment and I'm just going to go ahead and let the introduction do its thing. Take it away introduction. It's time for Big Tay's crazy NASCAR fact. Brought to you by Big Tay. All right, so today's Big Tay crazy NASCAR fact has to do with the Circuit of the Americas, or CODA for short. Uh, 
So, as you'll see during the race at the Circuit of Americas, the track will have many European influences uh, in its design. A lot of them will have some of the turns and, and stylings of a lot of the popular F1 tracks in Europe, say Silverstone and uh, Spa and all the other European tracks. But uh, it does have a unique feature that is unlike anything else that NASCAR has seen, and that is the front stretch into turn one. So from the front stretch to the entrance of turn one, there is a 130-foot elevation change. So the cars will actually be going uphill going to turn one on a 11% gradient. So that's one of the, well, that is the greatest elevation change that, uh, that the NASCAR teams have, have seen on, on a road course or will see on road course. So it's definitely going to make for a unique opening turn for this race. And it's definitely also one of the most unique turns, picturesque, dare I say, of uh, in motorsports. So as you turn in, tune into the race, be sure to uh, check out the start. And check out the uh, the monster rise from the from the front straight to the entrance entrance of turn one. So that's your big take crazy NASCAR fact with the Circuit of the Americas track coming up. Well, that was definitely a crazy NASCAR fact. Appreciate that, Big Tay. And with that, we are going to call it episode number eight. Put it in the books and. Uh, want to thank everybody yeah. for listening we really appreciate all the support all the listening that everybody's been doing this word of mouth has been tremendous so keep it up keep telling your friends your family hey go ahead and steal your uh we got barbecue season coming up a lot of people are going to be getting back together getting vaccinated so uh, go ahead and uh, borrow those phones as you're taking the selfies with each other for the first time in over a year and, <laughs> and subscribe to a little NASCAR podcast. We would appreciate that. And uh, don't forget to get a hold of us. And how do they get a hold of us again there, Big Tay? Oh, well, that's easy. Hitting us up on our socials again on Facebook or Twitter at NASCAR Talking. But also uh, shoot us an email too if you have any questions or anything you want to hear about on the show. Talk about insult either me burn whoever let let him know how much you've lost one break his legs <laughs> or try to get his info to break his legs so <laughs> but uh yeah easy to reach out to us and uh hey shout out again to tiny tail nine and size on dynasty for the five star reviews let's keep them coming guys i always love to see the support from the pit crew out there and uh with that i think we'll uh, catch you guys on the next episode in the next episode you should be on the lookout for is the week of the coca-cola 600 so with that enjoy the races everyone heck yeah